Uh, oh, God. Well, you know that saying, right? Flattery will get you everywhere. Everywhere. That's right. Even in this day and age. I tell everyone 100%. You know, I, this is my probably advice to everyone on LinkedIn. Like, don't just like blind. If you're going to blind reach out to me, which is fine if I don't know you, we got to get to know each other somehow, but mm -hmm. don't send me a generic post text Autobot thing. Like, say something freaking funny or yes. something that'll capture attention. So like, like there is an art to cold calling someone, don't you think? So? Yeah, bots bots will drive you crazy. They're like, it's just like, come on, you send that to what ten thousand people? It's the same message. That's not. There's no personal personal touch to that. Well, it's kind of like dating, right? Like, would you really <laughs> would you really send the exact same "Hey, beautiful" or "Hey, handsome" and then right. put them on the same group chat like where we recognize? It's like that was genius. <laughs> that's all you got. That's all you can bring. Wow, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty weak. <laughs> Speaking of, that's all you got. That's all you can bring. John, are you ready for the mic is listening? Absolutely. Oh, we're. I'm so glad that we're good friends because, oh, let's just stay friends after this. Promise? <laughs> Absolutely. We're good. Okay. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to the mic is listening. Oh my goodness. So you just have friends that you make over time. You meet them professionally. And at first you're like doing that professional relationship. And then one person, usually me, drops a naughty, naughty adult word, typically a naughty adult cursy, cursy word. And then after that, the floodgates are open and then suddenly you're friends. And so in honor of cybersecurity month, I asked a very very sweet friend of mine who uh, puts up with me, has worked with me in a way that, you know, we worked on some fun projects together. I am beyond stoked to welcome John Gormley. He is the coolest person on earth. If you don't know already, you will get to know him because you know why? He is Mr. Cybersecurity Blogger, Cycle Writer. John, welcome to the mic is listening. Goodness gracious. Uh, the, the, the check bounced again. I really apologize for the check I sent to the mail for that intro, but I will make sure I resend it to you. Checks in the facts. Good, good the, to see you again, Saya. <laughs> yeah, well, so here's the deal, man. Like I tell everyone, like monetary, uh, you know, that's probably illegal to some degree, bribe, whatever. However, a package of gummy bears is never uh, frowned upon in my world. Absolutely. So, Get a little sugar going. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I actually jokingly said that once long before I did this whole live stream thing. And this is like back in my cybersecurity days. I was in inside sales. Mm -hmm. And I was joking with a client about like, um, I guess I must have given a discount or something or threw in an extra like assessment or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were so grateful. And I jokingly said this, I go, Hey, if I make you look good in front of your, Oh, it was a reporting. It was part of the reporting. Um, so shout out Sonic wall back in the D day. Uh, there was like a reporting with their uh, global management system, mm -hmm. their GMS software, software platform. And I guess I had like some recording a re reporting that they needed and so that director was like oh my god you saved me like th these are the visuals i need for the executive briefing mm -hmm. and i said yeah you're welcome and uh my name is sia the address is here and a bag of a pound of gummy bear or bag of gummy Boom. bears is sufficient i didn't say pound i said a bag 
Mm-hmm. And I meant, yeah, you know, I was just thinking the stupid little one the single bag. And it came out a pound of the gummy Costco bears. Style. <laughs> so it was straight up Costco, one big ass bat. Like, oh, it was amazing. It was so that thank you, shout out. And I'm not gonna say your name because I'm not quite sure where they're at anymore. So <laughs> beautiful. And, and anyway, so John, welcome. Okay. Thanks for having me. Do you think about how we met as far as like, isn't that funny how when we were your we're all different entities, we're all entrepreneurs, and then we get pulled together. By a client because they have a project that they want us to collaborate. Mm-hmm. How fun is that to meet someone that you're like, hey, I didn't know you, but guess what? We're besties now because we got to finish this thing. Well, I think cybersecurity is one of those fields that you meet so many people across all this beautiful world and everyone has personalities. And you have not only a very radiant and wonderful personality, but you definitely attract people to you, not only for your energy, but also for your knowledge and your experience. I mean, you have been in this space a very long time. Uh, I, I love collaborating with you. Uh, the good thing I think what you bring uh, is out is you really help give people a different insight to cybersecurity that people don't think about. And uh, when you and I worked together on that one client project, uh, it was fascinating because you took a subject matter like ransomware and you made it fun. Instead of a doom and gloom, like, oh, boy, you're going to get hosed. Here it comes, you know, right through that phishing email. No, no, you, you had fun with it. and you and But you did it in a way in which I think it raised people's awareness. So I love being on your show. love working with you. love podcasting with you because you take a very, very, what would be a very doom and gloom reality and you make fun of it and you have fun and people learn from your funness. So, no, I, 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 it's great being here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thank you. So, again, check in the mail. I mean, gosh, <laughs> I, I think it's like a very – like. Everyone that's listening right now, I swear to God, like it is like this is why you're friends with people because they're so freaking cool, right? You just make that level of connection. And and no, we did not pay each other, no, but we, we probably no. should in some capacity. So it's not the seventies, then we don't do that anymore. So it's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. hey, this is a ten a.m. live stream, sir. We got to keep it like semi. Oh my clean. I got it. It's a family um, show. Got it. All right. No, no. But oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm just like laughing so hard right now because uh it's just so stupid. So okay. But he, you're right. You say like cybersecurity, it is it is for me, it is a sexy topic. I could wax poetic about all the different you know ecosystems within cybersecurity because it's not just one thing, right? There's so many different disciplines within cybersecurity. It's not just hackers, you know, it's it's Everything. It's the marketing. It's a product management. It's there's so much more. The coders, obviously, um, mm-hmm. and then even then, the different analytics around it. I mean, it's it's to me. If anyone's interested in a, in a career in cybersecurity, one hundred percent, I encourage everyone to do it. I mean, what do you think, John? Absolutely. I mean, cybersecurity is is a zero employment place right now. There's the demand. You know, is out there. The you know the challenges is not enough qualified people. And, I, and I'm seeing a lot of people leaving other digital industries like legal or Medicare or getting out of different types of, you know, manufacturing or technology. And they're getting into cyber because they realize that demand is there. I wrote a blog a couple months ago, and I got to tell you that when I write my weekly blog, I don't anticipate getting the middle finger from people. But I did get a good one. And the reason why is I wrote on that saying, I think that everybody should report to the CISO, including the CFO. Because nothing ruins a business faster than a cyber breach. And no matter how much business operations or business transformation goes on, or the CFO's got this wonderful financial model plan, all that goes to hell the moment you get hit with a cybersecurity breach. So if the CISO really is the one that sits at the top of the rainbow and goes, if we go into that market and we launch that product with that partner, our risk factor just went through the ceiling. 
And everybody else goes, oh, no, no, we need this. We need this. You know, we, get, we need the revenue. We've got to get in the markets. We've got to transform. We've got to re- revolutionize. But the day they get hacked or the hour they get hacked or the moment they get hacked, and this is why I loved your podcast on the ransomware stuff, the moment a ransomware hits and they're like, why can't we get to our data? Who, you know, it, it completely throws people's financial models through the, through, you know, right through the ringer. And I think that's what needs to change about our industry is it's not a sideline. It's not a expense. It's not a unnecessary thing. It's right there with why are you in business? We are in business to gain people's trust. We want our customers to trust us. We know we're going to protect the data. We know we're going to be able to engage in markets ethically. Uh, we're going to make sure that what we're doing is good. We're making sure that our products are sound. All that has to do with cybersecurity. So why would you not want to be in this space? 100%. And here's the thing that there's a challenge because I actually used to articulate this on the CISO diaries that I did with Leah McLean. Uh, it's on hiatus, everyone. Sorry. Leah's got this job. And apparently, thanks, MasterCard. She's busy. <laughs> so we're on hiatus. Oh, and then also, kudos to Leah. She's getting her CISSP. But that's the other thing that's kind of holding us up. But I did argue it on the CISO diaries. That's all about leadership within cybersecurity, mm-hmm. which is I articulated the CISOs need a seat at the executive table, like right. the C-suite, proper C-suite. So don't just give the title CISO. They are sitting in that boardroom with everybody else, with equitable like weight, um, if anything, of, of the importance. Like you say, I'm 100% behind you. So anyone that wants to give me the middle finger, let's go. Let's have at it because you know what? <laughs> Hold up. Uh, yeah, I know. Bring the guns. Bring the gun show for sure. Because I got to tell you, when I was the feedback I got from that blog was like, people were like, oh, no, no. The CFO's got too much going on. I said, all of that goes to hell. The moment the war room is activated and SecOps says, okay, we just got hit. We don't know where it came from. We don't know the impact yet. We just, our managed service provider failed on the SLA, right? That whiz bang technology that Gardner told us to buy, we did, and it didn't work, right? Suddenly our CASB isn't working, right? Wait a minute. How did it come through email? We've got 10 layers of email security. The point is that cybersecurity destroys financial models. It destroys organizations, brands. So when you're thinking about a career in cybersecurity, why would you not want to be in that? Why would you not want to jump in the mud fight with a spoon and say, I'm going to go do this? I want to be part of this. And so when I talk to young people about getting in this space, I said, it's nothing like you ever believed. It's not about firewalls and IDS. It's not about a policy. It's not about compliance. It's not about silos, right? I remember back in, remember back in our day when you and I were younger, we had the network manager, we had the IT manager, we had the, some guy in ops, we had a telecom manager, and everybody ran to the cubicles and said, hey, as long as it's not getting out of my border, I could care less. And thank God DevOps blew all that to hell, and now everybody's on a horizontal plane. So everybody's in the boat paddling the same way. They can't jump out and say, oh, it's not my problem, it's the network problem, or it's data or application problems. It's everybody's problem. The moment the corporations, organizations understand that cybersecurity is everybody's job description, Mm-hmm. That's where you start seeing promoting change. And that's not just a leadership thing. That's your point. That's a board level decision. We are going to be a cybersecurity rich company. We're not going to look at it going, oh, Christ, we've got to spend more money with those guys. Yes. <laughs> it's not, cybersecurity it, is not insurance. That's not. where people traditionally think of it as, right? Yeah. Like, And I've made this joke so many times, John, which is how many times as IT professionals and security professionals, mm-hmm. have you ever gotten a phone call to say, hey, I got no, uh, you know, phishing attacks today. Thanks, guys. Like, <laughs> no one gives a crap. Like, they just, it just needs to work. It needs, it needs to be to proactive, work. and it needs to work. Well, and right? you bring up the wonderful thing about cybersecurity. Cybersecurity insurance itself is a stopgap band-aid over a massive broken leg. 
because the reality is that it only supplies you and supports some level of funding, some level of money in case you get hit. The problem is your premiums are going to go up next year. They're going to come in and audit you and go, you promised us you're going to turn on multi-factor authentication. Where is it? Where's your zero trust? You promised that a year ago when we renewed your insurance that you were going to have a SecOps team and a managed SecOps team working together. I, I see broken fragmentations of security everywhere. Boom, I'm not going to give you another policy. So I think when I, when I hear people trying to pass the risk off to an MSSP or pass the risk off to a third party, mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute, it's still your data. It's, yeah. still, it's still on you. And I remember back many years ago, I was working with retail and I was working on PCI compliance. And it was so funny how CISOs and CIOs were like, well, I, no, we outsource all that. It doesn't matter. It's still on you. And now that people realize that, then I'm hoping that, you know, going forward, it's not just simply about education awareness, like this whole month is about cybersecurity awareness. It's really about cybersecurity awareness is 365 days. It's not just in the month of October. Yeah, no, 100%. There's nothing like muting yourself because I don't know if anyone can hear this in the background and I'm laughing. Look, people, <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off right now. Full disclosure, like my life partner is vacuuming downstairs and they know I'm recording. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. But hey, welcome to the world of live stream, right? So Absolutely. if it gets annoying, guys, I'm, I am muting myself. But if you hear it, lo siento. I, I don't know. I'm not going to jump up now and like yell. But anyway, but yes, it should be celebrated every freaking minute, every day, because it is everyone's responsibility. I have said this plenty of times before, everybody. Mm. Every company is a technology company. does not matter if it's underwater basket weaving. (laughs) Guess what, people? There's technology behind that because somewhere, somewhere, you got to automate processes somehow, somewhere, Mm. some way. So and then the other thing, too, is, is look, I'm going to say this gently. And you and I are going to be sensitive to the statement, but that's why I feel like I can say it. Boom. The workforce is aging out. The groups and group G dynamics of like saying it's not my problem, not me, Mm -hmm. is aging out and also getting educated. So I feel like us Gen Xers, we're kind of like that mix of both. So we're very Mm -hmm. hyper aware of it. Mm -hmm. So we're probably the best at like understanding the need and value of having good cybersecurity awareness and hygiene. It is the boomers are aging out. So they're retiring. So, okay, that's going to next few years not be an issue. It's this next generation that I'm very concerned about. It is the digitally native that assume it's there. It's always been there. It should work. And then there, because of that lackadaisical complacency, that's Mm -hmm. even more vulnerable. Well, it is. And I think hackers know that and cybersecurity and cyber criminals know that. They know that, you know, the other thing also is the gig economy is not helping. When you bring a third of your workforce in that's now remote, that has no culture, no connection to the organization except through a weekly payment, they have no loyalty to protecting the organization. They have no loyalty to say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and click on that email because I don't care. It's on my Gmail account. I can do whatever I want. Problem is that the implication is downstream, you now have opened up a floodgate for malware to get inside the organization that you're contracted to. And <laughs> so I think a lot of it is just, it's just astounding that, yes, you can do the gig economy and you can have outsourcing and all the stuff you want to do, but you still have to have a strategy. And I think the answer yeah. still revolves around zero trust, and, yes. you know, the whole access control layer being that strategy, along with segmentation, which I think is great. But you also have to convince these contractors, look, you're now working in our domain. You will need to follow these stringent guidelines. And if they say, screw it, we're leaving, don't panic. 
because you'll probably find somebody else that will be compliant to it. But I do see a lot of organizations fearful of bringing the hammer to compliance, uh, fearing that they're going to lose a percentage of their workforce. 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. It's so funny that you should mention that because I think it was this week or last week uh, on my other podcast, now mm -hmm. on this Business Bites. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone that's curious, it's less than 15 minutes. We know on one very specific uh, topic mm -hmm. and a couple of weeks ago or last week or this week, I lose track of time. Uh, we talked about remote, remote or not remote. You know, that's the question, right? right. I think it was this week. Cause I think I titled, you got to work, 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 work. That's, that's my song that I popped mm -hmm. in. But um, yeah, I don't I even forgot who the artist is. Fifth harmony. I think it is. But anyway, uh, I was arguing in this day and age, we, I, it frustrates me that so many even tech companies are saying you need to come back into the office. Now, from a cybersecurity perspective, <sighs> hell yeah! I mean, we can fence you in; it's all right there. It's yeah. like yay, we're you know, cybersecurity people are like rejoicing. But mm -hmm. for people like me, I mean, I've telecommuted for twenty odd years, and you're right. I have no skin in the game. So if there's a data breach into the company, and I'm part of that gig economy, right. not my problem, not my monkey, right? Exactly. So. But that right there should even prove even more validation as to why every company is a cybersecurity technology it, company. It should be. It should be. And it's you not. Have to. It, it's, it should be. But you, you bring up a wonderful point. Every company today is a software company. Every company today has a software initiative going on. Now, whether they're doing it or they outsource it or they have contractors, whatever. But the reality is everybody runs on software. Everybody runs in the cloud, whether they like it or not. Everybody has remote access. Everyone has identity issues, right? And it's funny when you have somebody in a meeting, and I don't see this quite often anymore like we used to, but you do have occasional yahoos that say, oh, wait a minute, that's not my department. It's like, <laughs> and you're kind of like, what? You know, you still talk like that in the, in the 2000s, but there are still people out there. And, and you're right, it is a, it's an older generation, people, to some degree. But now the younger generation is sort of coming in with this, well, wait a minute, I can go get another job elsewhere. And so when you have that tr terrible dynamic, those, the hackers and cyber criminals know that. So they know exactly to go into LinkedIn. They look for internship people looking for an internship or looking for this or looking for an apprenticeship or looking for this. They're looking at young people who just graduated from college and they go, oh, I need to find a way to get inside that person. I need to find a way and follow that person. So when that person gets hired, I already have a hook to get into that person. And when you see the kind of activity going on, not only in email phishing attacks, but also business email compromises and other things, an organization answers, yeah, we know. What are you doing? We don't have the budget. And it used to kill me. Right? I know sad during COVID when COVID first hit and I had like four healthcare clients and I used to go to them saying, look, you guys are going to get raked badly over fraud and everything else. Doesn't matter. Our chief operating officer took half her budget away and gave it to somebody to buy more beds because it was about revenue generating, not revenue protection. Cybersecurity is about revenue protection. And I think when people get that, then I, then you see less of that kind of money shifting behavior. Yep, 100%. Sorry, again, I was muting myself because he's literally, is he's not, oh my God, I'm laughing even harder. He's not mowing, or no, he's not, he's not vacuuming. He's doing that air blower and he's getting closer and it's getting louder. I'm so sorry. I'm so distracted right now. Do not worry. Oh my God. But that's the funniest thing. He knows I'm recording. I'm going to, so John, but that being said, is this 100%? And why do you think? There is such difficulty, that bar of entry into cybersecurity in general, though. Okay, so now I think we recognize, I think businesses recognize the ones that get it will get it. I'm trying to speak fast before I commute. Uh, 
like, you need like that train, like, the, oh, it's getting yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. Um, totally. But why is there such a bar of entry to get into cybersecurity? I look at the job descriptions and I can assure you, entry level five years experience doesn't make fracking sense. And HR people, recruiters are like, oh, no, that's a requirement. Like, I think it's bullshit. I think it's well, well, it's so it's that is exactly what's driving the gig economy. It's the frustration of the candidates looking at these job descriptions going, I need an entry level person at $10 an hour with 10 years experience in storage. Okay, wow. If I had 10 years experience in storage, I'm not making 10 bucks an hour. But but it does show a true disconnect between traditional IT, the DevOps culture, which is about, you know, everyone's on the same playing field, right, to how you actually go out and bring talent in the door. Now, because of people wanting to go back to the office so we so I can see you and I know you're there, right, you're, you're now going to get a large contingency of people saying, you know what? I don't have that loyalty anymore. I don't feel that. I now that person now becomes an insider threat simply by you going back to the old way. We, in other words, we didn't learn anything by finally having the opportunity to have work from home in full bore. We should have learned from that to say, this isn't bad. I mean, if we can be this productive and people can be happy, well, maybe they want to stay longer. Maybe they'll think twice about copying data on a USB stick and walk out the door or go work for a competitor. Or what they're starting to see right now is that people are moonlighting between two companies and the, and the organizations are just discovering that when do you mean you're working over there on Saturdays? Well, you can't stop me from doing it. No, but where's your loyalty to us? What, what you made me drive in traffic three and a half hours now to go sit in an office. So I think that I'm hoping that this becomes a learning experience because everything I just mentioned is cybersecurity. Yes, it's per, it's dealing with the insider threats. It's the human side. It's not the technology. It's not the firewalls. It's not IDS. It's not zero trust. It's not all the other crap that we invest money in. It's that personal side of understanding as a culture. We need to make sure our people feel appreciated. They feel like they're part of the process. We feel like that we're sensitive to their family needs and, and personal needs as individuals. And we're making sure that we're investing in them. If we do those things, that person is less likely to click on that email or less likely to copy data. You mentioned something that like really light bulb me was the perspective shift, right? Because mm -hmm. cybersecurity has a negative perception of <laughs> being, can you hear it? I'm so sorry, you guys. It is like my ADD is going wild right now. <laughs> trying to like, um, so you probably don't, if you don't hear it, you guys, I swear to God, this is like, welcome to my mind. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> the voices. Uh, cybersecurity has a very, I think, bad reputation in that context of I'm a hammer. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're a na 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 type reputation, yep. right? Whereas now in this day and age, it's really more of the hey, we're here to protect you. We're yes. here to ensure that your livelihood isn't mm -hmm. up in some nation state, you yes. know, database, and mm -hmm. they're going to not only destroy you, your personal life as in like maybe mm -hmm. they like post pictures of you but also your your livelihood right yeah. and, your and your families and your family and your family because everyone's related to each other right? right like that is a big thing cybersecurity if anything is really a like here to protect you seriously protect you now like it's a total shield yeah it's the whole kit and caboodle you know what I mean and I okay let me ask you this then mm -hmm. how educated do you think the general population is on cybersecurity? 
So I think it's more now because when people end up calling the FBI and saying, and I got to give a lot of credit to the FBI and the CIA, particularly out here in Southern California, because they have been coming to public events for the first time and they have been very open on what's really happening in the world. And when the FBI came out and said, we had somebody call us saying they just lost $20,000 in Bitcoin. And we looked at them like, so it's your fault because you were dumb enough to put money into Bitcoin. Because And so now what you're seeing is the same thing as trickling down with banking. Why did you share your password with your kids? Why did you use the same login that you use for your bank, that you use for your Amazon, that you use for your Netflix, that you use for your email, that you use for your you know shopping accounts? Why are you not diversifying your passwords? Oh, it's too much of a hassle. The moment people realize that and they realize why their, their identity breach has cost them money and time to repair their credit, it all goes back to simple common sense. So I think now people are getting the fact that they've already, everyone's already seen a ransomware. Everyone's already seen malware. People get the spam things coming in on LinkedIn. And more importantly, people are getting texts now. Hey, Steve, it's Jim. Hey, man, I haven't seen you since high school, man. Text me back. Who the hell is Steve? Right. But that's, that is a smish, that's a smish attack. Or oh my gosh. remember the voicemails? Hi, this is the IRS. Uh, you yeah. oh, yeah. pay your taxes, call us back. And, and you're talking to a hacker sitting in some, you know, some third world hole, right? So I think people have experienced that enough to raise the awareness. The problem is, is they haven't understood that you're right. We're here to protect. We're here to shield. We're here to educate. We're here to aware. Because ultimately, if you're safe, we're safe. 100%. Speaking of which, that telephone texting. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I shout out the behavior panel. If no one knows them, it's all about body language for experts. And uh, mm-hmm. love those guys. Mark mm-hmm. Bowden actually was on the show. So, hey, shout out, Mark. And truth plane, <laughs> anyone that wants to learn how to read better body language, especially in the context of business and sales, Mark mm-hmm. Bowden, he does amazing training on that. Chasey mm-hmm. Thompson, thank you so much for you guys, your time. But um, that's the thing. So Scott is one of the four guys. And mm-hmm. he just does this on social media, which cracks me up. He gets those texts. And mm-hmm. then he replies back with, the stash is in the peppercorn tree and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're onto us or the feds are onto us. And it's just hilarious because mm-hmm. these guys don't respond. <laughs> They're bots. Well, and, and that, but the other education is great. You mentioned that because I do encourage people and I even encourage my own wife, the same thing. Don't respond. Do not, do you not engage yeah. because what they want you to do is do exactly that. Now, granted people are in the space. We can have all the fun in the world because we know what's happening on the other end. But when, when you have somebody that reaches out to you going, God, Mary, it's been a while. I'm, well, first of all, your name's not even Mary, right? And second of all, if it's a 442 number, it's probably a burner phone, right? So little things like that, you, you pick up in time, but you share that knowledge. And I think the one thing I love about our, our cybersecurity community now is there's so much more sharing going on. There's more podcasts, there's more blogs, there's more white papers, there's more stuff on Facebook. And I, I think it's great. And I have people that you know reach out to me often that I have no idea where they're from saying, hey, could you tell me again why I shouldn't be doing this? And I, I, I'm candid with them. said, hey, you know, your identity is everything. Who you are, what you are, how you are, and where you are is about you. And you're responsible to protect you. Don't think about anybody else other than you have to protect you. And when people realize that, maybe they think twice about realizing they didn't win the lottery in Nigeria. Right? Well, so so yeah. it's, I'm hoping that more people still continue to want to be educated and make a difference in protecting themselves. For sure. Even my own buddy, like Paul. Like he's in cybersecurity. He's a cybersecurity architect. He randomly texted me this mm-hmm. link. Doesn't say anything. He knows better first off. But I think he was just like, you know, having fun or whatever. 
and uh, sends me this link. I look at it. It's a Korean link. And I looked at him. I'm like, so I replied back. I go, okay, first off, Paul, is this you? And he goes, yeah. I go, did you send me a link? And he goes, oh, yeah, I totally did. I go, dude, you can't be sending me no international based link. You know, I'm going to be like, what is this spam or what? And then he, then he himself didn't realize it was a Korean link. Oh. And I go, guy. And it was just one of those things. We're in the industry. We, we're aware. We're and aware. yet at the same time, it's, you know, we're human. And that's what these these cyber assholes are all about. Well, right? that's like, exactly it. they, 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 it's the human factor. And, I, and yep. so when we talked about earlier about your board, you know, moving the CISO up to the board level, the other part I think was really critical was that cybersecurity is about dealing with the weakness of human. It's about finding a way to get to somebody and exploit somebody and say, look, just do me a favor, click on the link. That that whole high pressure double barrel email phishing attack where, hey, come on, man, you've been here two hours and you don't even update your password yet, click here. The pressure and people read that going, what, I need you to do this? Take a step back, look at it again, put your, put your mouse over the email address, make sure it's really coming from your domain, not from some crazy domain in the middle of South Africa, right? That those are little things that if people just did that, then threats in organizations drop, you know, drop so much dramatically. You just inspired me on something, and we're running out of time here, John. Okay. And oh my God, there goes the mower. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like freaking out. I'm like totally having a blast right now. Okay. Yay. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Okay. So you just inspired me. I would love to have you back if you don't mind. I might bring on another cybersecurity person. Can we do an actual example of that? Because when we talk about it, I understand 100% what you're saying. But when we're saying, and maybe I'll do something like a future episode where we will show you an email and we will show you that hyperlink. You yes. better be, when you just gloss your mouse over that link, read what it says on the URL. Yes. Okay. If it's coming from Bank of America, it better say Bank of America and not B of USA. Dot net. <laughs> <laughs> Dot K-R. Yeah, exactly. Dot R-U. Or A-I. You know exactly. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, I think we need, I think Perfect. I'm a visual. So if you're open to it, I would sure. love to have you back. And let's, let's just, let's just do these examples so people can actually see it. Because I think we're visual. I think, especially if you don't understand our vernacular and what we're talking about, mousing over for certain mm -hmm. demographics is like, oh, Mickey Mouse is going to join. Like, I'm joking, but you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. maybe that might help. So if you're in. I'm in. You know that. Uh, if when it comes to you, I'm always in. So no, thank you. Love to be here. That's yet another bag of gummy bears for you, sir. <laughs> okay. Checks is in the facts. Don't worry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So for those that want to get to know you, I've been uh, rolling your uh, banner beneath uh, cyclewriterllc.com because again, John writes about this stuff all the time, everyone. And John's just hello cool in general. So by all means, please subscribe to his blog. And obviously he's got his podcast of which I did not even have a chance to mention, but you'll see it in the closing credits because I forgot to make the image card. I'm the worst friend ever, but it's, at, <laughs> no but it's called at the corner of cyber and blog. Talk airs, to me about that, Goose. It, it, it airs every Thursday, 11 a.m. Pacific for 30 minutes. I hit people like Sion. Sion has been on. He's been a great a great contributor to the podcast. Uh, I get CISO, CIOs. I get product people, engineers. I get customers, clients, friends. They all come on. We talk cybersecurity for 30 minutes. And it's very entertaining, a lot of fun. But it does talk a lot about a lot of real world. I had a guy on recently that works for Ericsson. We talked about 5G and the apparent risk of 5G now coming out. So it absolutely is a fun, fun podcast. Love to have people on. 
but yeah, we air it every uh, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific. I will put that in the show notes, you guys, uh, afterwards. And please, by all means, check him out. I'm a huge advocate. Educate yourself. It is 30 minutes, you guys. That's not that. It's like commute time that you can like you know <laughs> enjoy and listen because everyone needs it. Like I cannot. I, hmm. How should I say this in the not so nicest? And I'm embarrassed to say it. My family, my boyfriend, we're all in cybersecurity, and all of our adults in our lives, <clears throat> parents have been hit by a cybersecurity yeah. issue and lost money. And we have educated them and they still got hit. And the elderly is a huge demographic elderly, that they go after. That would be, those, that should be a future podcast because the elderly and what children can do to help their parents and, and grandparents on, hey, please don't answer that. Because a lot of them are lonely. A lot of them don't have contact. Hackers know that. Yeah, I think that would be a good future podcast is just talk about cyber protection for elderly because they really do need help. I know. And then my, my mom got hit. She goes, I tried to call you. And I'm like, oh, son of a sea cook mom. So now you're going to blame me. <laughs> oh, no. But I guess that's mother parenthood for you to, give, to guilt shame you on things. So, okay. So, John, I really appreciate you. And you're always Thank welcome you. back. And yes, we will plan a future episode because it just has to happen. This has yeah. to happen. And I don't think it's being spoken of on LinkedIn. And hopefully during the day, people will like kind of gloss over in here. But of course, those that can replay it at night, please take heed and uh, take note. John, thank you so much for joining us. CycleWriterLLC.com and also the At the Corner of Cyber and Blog podcast. I do have a couple closing things that I have to do for uh, shopkeeping, keeping. Housekeeping. Um, housekeeping. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not very domestic because that word is not in my vernacular. It's not in there. Uh, but on that note, everyone, I do want to shout out. Um, I am the Dallas co-chair of the Global Leaders Organization. So just wrapping up the year, everyone's going to do their holiday events and whatnot. I figured I would throw all these uh, events, calendar events. That way you can choose to be here in Dallas, Texas, and join us or not. So next uh, week or this coming Thursday, for, I guess, tomorrow. Oh, my God, it's tomorrow. Time mm -hmm. flies. Um, 10.27 at noon is a live stream, and it's going to give you an, uh, an experience of the taste of Forum. If mm -hmm. you don't know anything what Forum is about, think about Mastermind on massive steroids. So you're mm -hmm. not only talking about your business challenges. This goes, actually goes into your life and mm -hmm. overall mental wellness. It's like the holistic view of entrepreneurship and business. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a joke that Vince Placente says in his forum, of which he's been part of like 25 years, mm -hmm. is uh, – who's the first person to cry so it's that it's not a mastermind because masterminds don't make you cry right this is like mm -hmm. real rawness so mm -hmm. if you join glow in the dallas chapter or any other city chapters mm -hmm. you could actually have access to join a forum yourself uh, and then coming up in november we have our dallas chapter meeting uh it was calvin carter of bottle rocket and tim store of uh Mason Bridges, Mason Bridge. Uh, they're going to talk about how they build built their companies and obviously the challenges that they have. It's a it is a casual fireside chat. So any questions you have, send them to me, and I'd be happy to ask them on your behalf if you're not based in Dallas. And November seventeenth is a private party. Thank you guys. Laser tag for the 2020 generation, if you will. Uh, it is really bad. ASS. It's Oculus. You're holding a gun, and it's superb mm. so more information on that and of course december end of your party and as i like to say the location is at a person's residence so i kind of feel like um i don't know if you remember all the john hughes movies but i feel like you know breakfast club not breakfast club uh 
pretty in pink, not pretty in pink. Mm -hmm. It was the, uh, oh my gosh, 16 candles where there was like that candles. crazy mm -hmm. party. I'm pretty much doing that to this particular individual. Pretty, pretty pink had no pretty pink had one as well. They went to a house party as well. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Well, Andrew I... McCarthy, yeah, of course. Oh, oh I'm old. Hey, Andrew McCarthy, I hearted you. So if you ever want to get on my podcast, I will just I will wax poetic how much I hearted you growing up, my friend. So anyway, shameless promotion on that end. But uh <laughs> but no, no, that was that was my housekeeping here. So anyone that has questions. Oh, just a friendly reminder. John Gormley is the bestest ever. I'm so happy for you <laughs> our you. meeting. Um, hit him up, everyone. So thanks, everyone. That wraps up for another episode of The Mike is Listening. <laughs> See ya. Take care. <laughs>